You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And this is Thule. What's up, people? Hi. I feel like we haven't recorded in forever. We haven't. <laughs> Just you and I haven't. It's been a while, right? Yeah. It's been... Well, we're going to switch it up a little bit. I think it's been a couple of months. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we don't... It's almost a year since we started this. Yes. It's crazy. We're in two more, two more weeks. Still got two, 10 followers. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we grinding. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, So today... What are we talking about? You. Battered man. <laughs> Broken man. Broken man. Yeah. No, we just talking about Tuli. So since we, um, when we first started the podcast, we started off about, you know, our entire experience. And then from there on, as far as our journeys can concern, but I've never actually, well, we've never talked about our experiences, which led up to the moment we met each other and how we built from there. Yeah, so or to, or also what may, I guess maybe some of the hurdles too that we've had to uh, overcome. Yeah, due to previous being, being battered. Well, you you being battered, <laughs> me being battered. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the I was because battered. she was the one that was beating on people. Um, True. So I said, you know what? Maybe I should just tell the people my story. Yeah. Um, what the transition was like? Why? It was such a struggle from a certain point in my life to finally getting my shit together to really date you. Um, so. And then having to get your shit together again. <laughs> for marriage. Well, in marriage, yes. I mean, yeah, it's a process. Yeah. Work in progress, folks. <laughs> I am what we call at work a WIP. <laughs> uh, so. I don't know how far back to go. 2010-ish? Is that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's where life was decent. I mean, I, would, I had um, had a pretty good job. I had my own place, little condo in Midtown. Was living this life. And, you know, I was dating. So, at the time, I had a girlfriend. You know, we were trying to see how it was going to go. I, it wasn't going that well <laughs> after a while. How long were y'all dating? Oh, almost a year? Was it a year? Roughly a year and change. Okay. It had to be. And it was just, I don't think we wanted the same thing. And we were two totally different people. We tried to make it work. It didn't really work out like. What do you mean y'all didn't want the same things? Or the way we lived our lives or the expectations of each other. I don't think we ever really talked about it. Oh, okay. So y'all were just so like we never going with the First flow. of all, we stuck with communication. Um, and when we did communicate, it ended up being an argument. Um, or I would do something that I didn't like, or she would do something I didn't like. But I y'all really wouldn't both, talk about it? Right. It would only be like, all right, we would just wait till we got over it, and then we would proceed. <laughs> okay. I think a lot of it, I think we both were selfish, and we wanted different things. But nobody was But nobody nothing. was vocal about what they wanted. Okay. You know, so that's, hey, how you, look, that's how you work it out. Dating 101. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that that obviously didn't work out. But, you know, we're still cool. Life is cool. Broke up. And, 
you know, I had a conversation with one of my frat brothers and he was like, look, man, not dealing with any more mediocre individuals. And I was like, you right. I'm on the same page as you. So before I started dating, I was like, you know what? I need to really understand what it is I believe is mediocre and what is awesome. Mm-hmm. And before I could really figure out, I started dating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, see, this is a trend of mine. Yeah. Most of my friends call me serial dating or yeah. the serial dater. Uh-huh. Um, I never really got a chance to ever get over anybody or I ended up back with somebody else. Sometimes it's just because maybe I was so used to having somebody that I didn't know how to operate without, without somebody. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I know a few people like that. Somebody very close to me. <laughs> yeah. His name is Evan. <laughs> Um, episode 34 35 and 36 <laughs> <laughs> well he was i mean i don't know i think that is okay i think he can do it without it but i think that's the preference. i don't think it's, it's not the point of y'all can't do without someone i think it's just i think you're used to you like just having somebody there. around yes right. that that's probably very accurate so you know i ended up dating my ex-wife at the time you know it was cool i'd known her for a while it was a familiarity it mm-hmm. made it a lot easier you know, she came down, we hung out, it all went well. I mean, we communicated a lot. So I traveled for my job, so, and I got to work from home. So, so y'all didn't live in the same place? Yeah, she lived in New York, I lived in Atlanta. My apologies. It's okay. Um, and I worked from home, so if I, it was easy for me to, like, travel for a week at a time. Yeah. Just be able to stay up there and hang out with her. And, you know, we dated for, like, four or five months. It's cool, you know. I was thinking, like, you know what? I always wanted to live in D.C. This is my shot. I think it's a good time. I got the condo here. I could rent it out. I could plan to move to D.C. Me and one of my LBs were talking about it four hours from my ex-wife. Um, so you were really you would think about seriously yeah, like, dating her? If, yeah. yeah I'm okay. like, cool, if we date now, if I move closer, it may be get better. Right. That's just, you know, that's the assumption that you make. So, and so we were, so we're dating and I'm like, yeah, I'm really trying to understand if this is a decision I want to make. Do I want to move to DC? And we start having conversations about what do we think is next for us? If, you know, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? And at the time, mm-hmm. both of those were no for her. For me, I always wanted to be married. And I always wanted to have kids. Okay. So I was kind of like, well, <laughs> that probably won't work for me long term. But she was like, you know, I don't. It's not set in stone, but right now this, I'm really focused on me. Right. And I was like, cool. Well, let's, if this is cool with you, I'm cool with continuing the dating and seeing how this will work out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, cool, DC. And then it was like, and no, <laughs> um, because she got pregnant. <laughs> and it was like, well, I could still go to DC because I'm closer. But then I was like, you know what? I never had the intent of having a child and not being in the same household as my child. Again, um, reference back to episode 34. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't do that. Don't be bringing him into this. It's the same <laughs> story. Similar scenario. No, it's so the it's, same story. So it's crazy, right? They always say you always try not to be like your parents. Exactly. And you ultimately end up like <laughs> Shit is ridiculous. Yes. So this is very similar to my parents. And they're the one. And, you know, like, they didn't get married. You know, they were. Yeah. So my situation was a little different. Yes. Um, I was like, you know, I support whatever decision you make. If you say you don't want to have the child, I understand. But if you do, I'm down for that too. I'm in a position in my life where I'm financially 
somewhat stable mm-hmm. and I could support having a child if that was the case. And uh, she was like, okay, well, you know, I got a lot to think about. Boom, boom, boom. No, I think a week or so goes by. She was like, well, I think we should officially be dating. And I was like, I mean, we kind of do. You know, if, it's, if you want to make a title, put a title with it. I'm good with that. Um, a couple of weeks go by again, and then the story starts to change. <laughs> story starts um, to change to what? Um, I think we should get married. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what do you mean? And I'm like, so you're pregnant and you're married. And five months ago, you told me you wanted to focus on you. So now the whole script has changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't really think we should do that because I don't know if either one of us is prepared for that. Having a child is very different than being married. Yes. The requirements are different. Yes. To be a good father means you need to be involved. You need to be supporting regardless. Yeah. To be a husband means I got to change and I got to be comfortable with that change on top of being a father. Mm-hmm. Both of these are new. Both I zero preparation. Again, you're never really prepared for anything. Yeah. But at least I could kind of get my mind right. Right. Um, so I kind of was like, no, I don't think so. And, you know, back and forth. And I went, I feel like we were semi pressured into making a decision that we both probably didn't really agree upon. Um, you know, that's. You felt that at the time or you mean looking back? Looking back, I I mean, I know that. I mean, I believe she would agree with me that we probably made a decision that we probably should have thought about a little more. So in the moment, in the moment, what were it was you like, feeling? I don't want to do it, but I'm like, I feel pressured in a way. And I'm like, I'm going to do the admirable thing and I'll just say yes. Oh, okay. Right. So it sounds just I'm not saying that my father was pressured to get married because my parents didn't get married until like four years after me. Three or four years after I was already born. But, you know, everybody's family is different and yeah. expectations are different. Um, images, you know, if, if so you felt like, um, because you're having a child outside of wedlock, wedlock, you need to, okay. Right, right. So we, you know, that's kind of the direction we ended up going. Oh, I gave up, I sold my lifestyle, I sold everything. And I moved to New York. So your condo? All of it. Okay. Um, and I moved to New York. Um, I get to New York and I'm immediately like, what did I just do? And it, it wasn't like I wasn't, I didn't want to be there to support because I did. But I made a lot of impulsive decisions. Like mm-hmm. all of my decisions are made off of quick impulses. Mm-hmm. Rather than actually sitting down and, and thinking, thinking about through it. it. Yeah. Uh, so I made an impulse decision to move. I made an impulse decision to accept the we're going to get married. I made an impulse decision to, you know, sell everything. Yeah. Rather than sitting down and be like, what makes sense logically? When I'm very logical individual, logic was out of the door. So I'm in New York Do you now. think why? Because I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to do what I thought. Was the right thing to do. To do, right. Yeah. Um, so you were basically focused on just doing the right thing that you thought was the right thing instead of all these other things that you, you needed to, all these other variables that you needed to think about. It was kind of like they were being overshadowed by, I need to be in the house with my child. Exactly. Okay. And you know, my parents were like, you don't have to do this. You do realize that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel like that's the right thing to do. 
even though they warned me like multiple times. <laughs> and you know, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go through an experience to understand exactly what to do and what not to do. Right. Again, so back to the story. I'm back in New York. I'm in New York now. I'm like, man, I never want to live here as an adult. But then I was like, you know what? New York is kind of cool. You know, between both of our salaries, we were, there's no struggling. Right. You know, we got to live. Like, for real, for real. Um, And I got to enjoy New York. I enjoyed a lot of New York. I enjoyed New York too much. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, We'll get to that. Oh, okay. So... You know, I'm moving with her and, you know, I'm there to support her through her whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. trying to make sure I'm covering all the bases I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, whatever you need. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep my sanity. So I'm finding like things for temporary happiness. So I'll buy a bunch. I'm buying shit like retail therapy through the roof. Oh, my God. And I mean, I'm running up everything, just blowing money fast because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to compensate for the other side of how I really feel. Right. Which was? Miserable. I was miserable. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, deep down yeah. inside. I mean, I, I look back at it. I was miserable. Like the decision I made wasn't my decision. It was somebody else's decision that I agreed upon. Yeah. The good thing about all of this though, my sister got into grad school and it was like, awesome. She's coming to New York. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, got some. You had a confidant. I got my homie. Yeah. My ride or die since day one, since she'd been alive. So we she gets to New York. I want to say did she get there before? Yeah, I think she was there before. Yeah, she was there before Kendall arrived. Yeah. Yeah. So we you know we spent almost a year before Kendall got. Oh, not that long. Mm-mm. Couple months. Um, <laughs> and and that whole process. I'm before Kendall arrived. We got married. Right. And we didn't really tell anybody because we wanted to have a big ceremony. Oh, okay. So we had a smaller ceremony that I didn't even invite my Okay, parents. so the 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 idea was, okay, so, we're going to have the small ceremony. Right. And then later yeah. after Kendall gets here, later then we'll have the big year. one. Right. Okay. So let's, let me backtrack a little bit because I kind of skipped some steps. Okay. Got to New York, proposed at the end of the year. Okay. Got married two months later. Okay. Right. So got married. This is when I knew that I probably was making the wrong decision when I didn't invite my parents to this small ceremony. I mean, then is when you thought you were making Skyping my mother. I Skype my mother in, like Skype you in. Like the only on, person like there on your from phone. my side was my sister. Like so, your sister was holding your phone. Right. It, so no, it was the iPad, I think. It was the tablet. Oh, okay. Hey, mom, have a seat on this chair. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm sitting up there and I'm looking and I'm like, what? am I doing? And you know, I'm not really, it's not hit, it's hitting me, but I'm like, all right, well, it's I've still not like decision. So for I, real, I for real, keep going. We get done. We walk out and I call my father and I'm like, yo dad, I did it. We got married. He was like, Oh wow. Well, can, <laughs> well, wow. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I really I don't hope mean this was the laugh. decision you want to make. Uh, I'll support you regardless. You know, I'm your dad, obviously, I'll support you with whatever decision you make. Oh, Jesus. And I mean, I get the phone and I'm just looking like, what did I just do? And, and again, I, I suck at communication. So I'm not communicating any of this. To anybody. To anybody. Not even my family. Not even to Jesus. Right. Not to God. Not to my now wife. 
not to my sister, not to my parents, not to my friends. And literally none of my friends even know I'm married. Like You're just dying them, in the inside. A few of them know. Right. So then we also have our baby shower that weekend while we're there. Okay. So wait, you get married on a Tuesday and then you have the baby they shower. Get married on Friday, baby shower on Saturday. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, it was not, I mean, it was. No, I'm just saying this is like quick. Yeah, it was super fast. Yeah. So then two months later, Kendall comes. <laughs> God. Okay. Again, now this is a lesson for you all out there. Yeah. When you make these decisions, make sure you are truly on board because it will change your life forever. Yeah, man. These are life-changing decisions. This is a life-changing. This is not like and where that should pick. And it just doesn't affect you. It's it everybody. The whole everybody family. Everybody around you. Yeah. So, boom, back in New York. Kendall's here. I'm excited. Like, I'm like, I'm super happy to be a dad. Like, super involved. Um, my sister's watching Kendall during. This was the winter. So, Brooke stays rent-free. Brooke is my sister. Mm-hmm. Rent-free. But watches Kindle during the day okay. rather than us having to put Kindle in the daycare. Right. Which costs almost as much as the rent. I believe you. This is New York. So that was such a blessing. So Brooke, you know, she gets to stay rent free. She gets, and she's bonding with Kindle. You know, like we always joke and say that's Kindle's other mother mm-hmm. because she did a lot of to raising her as well that yeah. first year. Mm-hmm. So I, and I work from home and if I wasn't traveling, so I got to work in the back in the room on the laptop. And then she'd be in the front with Kendall. I would come out on lunch, spend time with them, go back. And then the day's over, she would go to class, and I would watch Kendall until Shayla would get home. Mm-hmm. She would get home. Then I'd go work out. So this is when I was big in CrossFit. Like, this was my outlet. This is why I was in ridiculous shape. Right. I was at that joint like five, six days a week. Sometimes I'm doing two classes a night. Um, because I got to figure out ways to remain, keep my insanity. Mm-hmm. Now, in doing this, you hang out with these people a lot. But yeah, that's because you're spending most of your time there. Right. This is my other family, basically. Right. Now, here's the bad thing. When you do that, mm-hmm. you can't be in a place of misery because you're going to seek things that you're not getting from within your marriage. Now, this is where... When you don't communicate, when you don't really focus on the things that you, when you lie, when you do all of that, this is what leads to divorce. Okay. Um, I did all of the above. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've learned a ton. So this is me being very open and explaining to people. I want to make sure people don't make the same mistakes that I did. You got to be very, very transparent because if you are not, that shit will blow up in your face. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing all this, you know, one thing leads to another. I meet a young lady. At CrossFit? Yes. Okay. And boom. What's boom? I am emotionally involved. Okay. So I'm guessing you start texting or communicating? Right. Outside so, of so, CrossFit? Right. Okay. Um, Because it was cool. I was like, you cool people. Mm-hmm. You know, you part so of the, the initial wasn't I'm going to try it, to do the intent something. wasn't to holler the intent was like yo you're cool as shit and it was like a running joke that we had because I think this is we had a party and I tapped out drunk mm-hmm. and she had the pictures so oh, okay. I was like yo I heard you had the pictures let me see them you know I see the pictures we laughing boom 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 texting so she's always had your number 
No, this, I got it at CrossFit then the next that Monday. After you got drunk. Yeah. Okay. And I hit her up like, yo, you send me the pictures because I know they're hilarious. And then we just chatting. And then the next day comes by, I see her at the box, at the CrossFit box. We talking, boom, boom, boom. I get home, texting again. <laughs> and I'm not realizing what I'm doing. Yeah, because you. Um, and I apologize to anybody that I'm telling some of their business. Um, cause I don't know how everybody else feels about this. Um, on the other side, it's well, not yeah. to bash anybody. It's to tell my story. Yeah. So, you know, one thing leads to another. Now I'm invested. Like, as we talking like a month, I don't know how long it goes by, but I'm like, holy shit. I've so, been communicating so this, with you a lot. So at this point, after about 30 days, you like realize, no, I no, like no. It. But I'm saying this is when you realize, oh shit, what the hell am I doing? Right. Okay. So instead of communicating with my wife and telling her how I feel, you continue the things that I'm missing or that I require that I don't feel like I'm getting. And I'm or sure she feels it. the yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. And she's not telling me, or if she is telling me, there is no solution on how we gonna figure it out. Like we talk about it, but nothing this happens, is like, okay, and nothing yeah. changes. I realized that I like somebody else. I've invested in my emotions into somebody into else. somebody else. Yeah, and I'm explaining all of the things that I'm lacking to this person. Oh Lord, okay. So again, one thing leads to another. I have made a bad decision, and infidelity has taken place. In what way? Sexually. Okay. What? I'm, no, I'm just I'm yeah, just asking. I was intimate with her, and then that's kind of where it was all downhill from there. Okay. And I'm not gonna really go into details yeah, here because yeah, yeah. I don't. Again, I mean, I we know you. Okay, you cheated. I cheated. So basically, this is if you have issues or you really, you really are in a bad space, you need to communicate that, and you need to create a plan on how you get out of it we went to counseling is this after or before you got caught this is after okay so you so we, yeah you how long did you cheat before you, well how long were you being intimate i don't remember okay i don't have a timeline but <clears throat> went to counseling when we went to a christian counselor like you went to a pastor yeah, yeah okay and it wasn't like i was against the pastor but i felt like it was all attack mode on me like, was this the first session or? Well, not the first. It was, I don't remember what session it was, but I felt like all the bad shit that has been happening in our marriage was all because of me. Mm-hmm. When it takes two to tango. Right. Um, it felt like I was being attacked. And again, some, I probably wasn't being attacked, but I felt, it just felt like, like that. that. Yeah. So I lie. I'm lying to a pastor in a church. <laughs> okay. The lying continues. Lying, like bold face lying. <laughs> Don't even blink. Just not blink. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing. Instead of nothing. Not, I mean, all eyelashes. <laughs> if I stared any harder, my eyes, <laughs> tears would run down my face. <laughs> and I'm not saying this. Look. No, I know. I'm just, trying to the, the, place the lighter was, side of the situation. Yeah. Like, I was just like, yo. That was, that was the place I'm not going to be embarrassed by this pastor and I have to reveal all of my dirt. Oh, God. Okay. So I'm going to do everything I can to get out of that. Okay. So that session, I'm like, the next session, I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep it 100. And I just kind of start. Wait, so what made you, if I you can know. remember, um, this what made you be like, I'm going to be 100% truthful? Because I feel like she knew I was lying. Oh, but, but I wasn't didn't. being 100 with him. And you so, felt bad, the guilt, I guess. Right. So the, and I, the guilt just got to me. I was like, yeah, look, I did it all. 
was like, yes. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, granted, she found all of it anyway. Yeah. That's kind of why we ended up in counseling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, she had every right to be pissed off. Well, you mean, I honestly commend her uh, for not killing me. Well, I mean, that too, but <laughs> <laughs> for like, just, like, I don't know who brought up the option of counseling, but I, I commend her for saying, okay, well, we're going to go to counseling. Yeah. I mean, look, that's, I don't know if she ever got over it in the marriage. I mean, that's something that's hard to, yeah. you know. But get. just to even have that on the table, because, right. you know, for me. Right. I That probably wouldn't be, well, I. So let's get into this a little more. Yeah. Because it's way more dirt than that. Okay. So, boom, I got this damn near a relationship. You have a girlfriend. And a wife on the side. <laughs> okay. So you have a girlfriend and a wife, wife on, the on the side. Wife on the side. Okay. So this is why I started traveling more, because I got a job back in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move back to Atlanta. So I'm traveling to Atlanta twice a month. Okay. Again. Looking, seeking for things that I'm not getting at home. Okay. Because of not communicating it, I'm basically deprived at this point. And now I'm really. Even though you have a girlfriend. Right. Damn, it got a girlfriend. Right. In New York. And going to counseling and don't care. Okay. And I'm So basically shit. counseling ain't working. Yeah, because I mean, I was already, to be honest, you I probably had already exited this entire relationship, marriage, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So I'm in Atlanta, got me a new little young joint. So now we got, I got a, okay, you got the girlfriend, you got the side wife, and the side chick. Yeah. Okay. And to all of those that are listening, don't judge me. To all of these <laughs> parties, I have the, again, this isn't me bashing you, this is me telling my yeah. story. Yes. So. Now I got that twice a month. Like I'm showing up and she just there. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Like I had a fucking blast doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I would get back on the plane to go home and I'm like, shit, I've been a fucking dirtbag. To my girlfriend and my wife. Right. But I don't care. Mm-hmm. I give zero. <laughs> zero. I'm going through this. I'm leaving New York and I I, I go in and out with the 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 girlfriend in New York. Mm-hmm. We doing it, get caught, we stop. Two months later, we're back. Mm-hmm. Communicate again, and we're back. So, oh, so y'all were like cut off communication, and everything, right? Oh, okay, never knew that part, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you know, I'm like, good. I'm glad I'm leaving New York. I can at least break off one. Right. Once yeah. this ends, I'm gonna be good, and then now I can focus, and hopefully, my marriage can go in the right direction. Okay, life is great. Hope is there. Hope is there. Yes. Yeah, then, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> zero. Um, so when did the hope so leave? we move? I get to Atlanta and the hope goes away and it was decent for a while. OK, um, but towards the end of the month, I guess she found some old stuff that she thought might have been current and we back at it. OK, and two days later, I have a surprise birthday party. 30th birthday party. Gotcha. I mean, everybody's there. Almost. So basically she already planned. So we got to go through with the birthday. Right. So, so I'm st- sitting at this party just like what the hell what is going on and i don't know how to react because it is awesome like i'm saying all my my mother is here. my mother lived in houston at the time all my close friends that live in north carolina mm-hmm. they are literally standing in front of me right now mm-hmm. and you're like and i'm Jesus. like holy crap surprise mm-hmm. i'm like all right maybe this will work out again hope hope yes more hope yes that isn't really there. Okay. 
Jesus. And we go through the process and it's it's not getting better. So after the birthday party. It's not getting better. And then, but I'm just saying like. This so again. Maybe some weeks after. Right. So you got to understand. She still doesn't know about the chick in Atlanta. Okay. But we're still seeing her. No. Not like how you was every no, two no, no, weeks no. or yeah, whatever. No, no, no. Because when I got here, it was kind of like. Mm-mm. I need to stop. You got to get away from me. But. She finds all the old messages when I take our 10-year trip with the with my LBs. Okay. And the next morning, I wake up to like a thousand group me messages. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, I'm dead. And I'm literally sending around so the table with my line brothers these, like, I don't know what to do. She's, in, she's sending you these messages. Oh, yeah. I woke me. up to a ton of messages. Okay. And yes, again, I was a dirtbag. I deserve every bit of what I got. Mm-hmm. I got back. Pops picked me up from the airport. We went to go eat. We had a conversation. He was like, look, you get two options. Either you're going to go home or you're going to come with me. I was like, I'm debating. And I'm like, you know what? I'll go home. Okay. So I go home, you know. Of course, I walk in and. Ding, ding, ding. You know. Let's go. She's there. And it was like, you know, we. She's just, you know, upset, obviously. Mm -hmm. She has every right to be, look, that was a terrible husband. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, I'll get better. We'll work it out. So two two weeks go by, and we get into a really big argument. Over the cheating or just like a random? I think it's just we're at the point where we kind of know it's over. Yeah. Like you didn't bring home bread and then it just set it all off. Right. Yeah. Um, so I leave. This is like Labor Day weekend. I leave. Mm-hmm. I go live. I go to my pop's house. Mm-hmm. And you like, you like, you know what? You don't have to figure it out. You going to stay or you going to go back. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks go by. I'm like, you know what? I'll go back. We're going to try. So y'all been talking in, in between this right. time. Okay. So I go back and we try, but it ain't going nowhere. Like, it's like running in place. It's like running on a treadmill. What are y'all doing when y'all trying? I don't know. I think we're just trying to be cordial, at least to get to a point where we can start really communicating on what we want and what our next steps are. And then, was it? I think it was beginning of October, right before Aggie Eagle Classic. So, basically, 30 days. And this is like a fight. This is like a disrespectful fight. Like, we're saying shit that is like, I will punch you in your face for a type <laughs> shit. Okay. Throw you down steps. Like, it was really disrespectful. And I look back at it, and I'm like, you know what? Well, we were wilding. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I knew for it to get to that, and it was really time for me to go for good. So I packed up a giant suitcase, all my shit in it, all my clothes, rolled my shit outside, and I bounced. Um, How did you feel then? Relieved, some uh, relieved at first. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm out of there. I'm good. Okay. That shit set in for about that night. Woke up the next morning and was like, "What the fuck did I just do?" Mm-hmm. Because the goal was to be that father figure in the household with the child, mm-hmm. not being, not becoming your parents, or not. When I say not becoming your parents, like try not to be divorced. Oh, gotcha. To, and, you know, people always joke about the two-line curse because a bunch of two-lines been divorced. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, I don't want to be that guy. 
but there is no other way at this point. So coming to the realization that I'm about to do exactly what I've watched others do on my family. Mm -hmm. It hit me and I was just toast. Like that whole week before Aggie Eagle, I was out of there. Like I was done. And I was like, cool, Aggie Eagle here. I get to go hang out with my friends. You get to have a distraction. Get to have a distraction. Mm -hmm. And I had a distraction. And the Saturday morning, I wake up to a picture with a distraction sitting on my lap. What you mean? I'm at the club. There's somebody had taken a picture of me at the club and sent it to. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. See, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Oh, so now this makes it look evil. Well, because basically no one knows that y'all have had this argument. And Nobody y'all knows. Is, exactly. And so now it looks like I'm, you're out here cheating again because you got some female sitting on your lap. And of course, as a friend or whoever saw you, let me take this picture right now and send it to her. And here's the thing. You know, it's a guy. It got, it's a guy. Oh, okay. You know, it, it is what it is. But Another. it was like holy shit okay. now I'm now my whole shit is out on front street yeah like you know I've done my share of dirt but, but no everybody doesn't know, know all of my business yeah well now they do not everybody but quite a few and I wasn't even really paying attention not realizing that majority of people at this party well, see, because you're, you're went out. to school with you you're gone I you know what I'm saying like mentally subconsciously I'm yeah, not there you're, you're not there I am technically subcon- I'm out of my marriage yeah but mentally, nobody doesn't know. Mentally, I'm no longer a part of this union. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So. She texts you this picture. And is, does she say anything? Or she right. It felt the like the damn 10-year trip all over again. <laughs> like, I can't get away from this. I can't get away from me being a dirtbag. So, did she say anything with the picture? Or? I mean, yeah. You're like, you're embarrassing me. You you know, blah, blah, blah. Ain't shit. All correct things. Okay. All the things that she should have said. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, well, it don't matter. We fucking not anyway, but you know me. I'm mm-hmm, like yeah. trying to be defensive when not I have no. You have no leg to stand on. None. Zero. Yeah. I am a paraplegic. <laughs> trying to stand. Trying to stand up. And Ooh. you just need to sit your ass down. All right. So. <laughs> like when I tell you <laughs> bad luck, I don't even want to call it bad luck, but hey, I guess. Look. With the seeds that you have sown are reaping oh, no. in your face. People were like, "Do you believe in karma?" Yes. The, the, I mean, it was coming back on your the ass. MF lived in my pocket. <laughs> Every time I turn around, she was Hello. like, "Hello, stupid." Hi. How you doing, I'm dummy? Still here. So now I'm like, "All right, well, we know it's over, but now it's kind of exposed, and I'm bringing even more people into the situation." Yeah. So me. Not even realizing what I'm doing to the other parties of this whole situation. Right. You know, I'm being emotionally involved, physically involved with multiple people. Yes. Which isn't fair to them. No. But at the time, I didn't give a shit because, or not even I didn't give a shit. You wasn't I did even care realizing. About that feeling, you wasn't realizing what you were doing. But I wasn't realizing I'm still married. Oh, God. Like, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> like, it's, I know I'm married, but in my subconsciously, I'm like, I'm not married. Got you. Okay, so pause, so my, pause, pause, pause. Okay. So, to, to help me understand, because this is the part I did not know. I've known everything else. But, so, <laughs> the girl that you got caught with the picture, mm-hmm. sitting on your life, you were involved with her in uh, some kind of capacity. Uh, we have been communicating. Okay, so, when you, when y'all had the really, really big fight, and at that point, okay, boom, it's really, really over. Yeah, I had already been communicating with her. Oh, okay, go ahead. 
And, I've and known with this probably for with a while too. And probably with other people or no? Uh, not really. Okay, go ahead. Um, but now I'm bringing other parties into the mix. Yeah. And you know the goal. You don't ever want to bring somebody in and then they get viewed as the home wrecker or mm-hmm. blah 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 because that's not what it was. Right. My home had been wrecked. My home was wrecked when I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. I'm just being very honest. Your Ralph breaks a marriage. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wreck it, Ralph. Yes. <laughs> Wreck it, Thule. Yeah. Um, so now I brought another party in. Another person is embarrassed. Another person is possibly viewed in a different eye. Yes. And I feel bad about it because I do care about the person. But there's no way for me to save that piece of it. Like, you know, I hit it as much as I could. Babe, when I tell you, your your feelings were all over the place. Oh, they were everywhere. Well, no. There was no control. No, when I say that, I'm saying it like you were giving a piece of yourself to this person. You was giving a piece of yourself to this person. You was giving your a piece of yourself to this person. And you were invested in all of these people trying to... <laughs> Like get something from one person. It is just bingo. Oh, this was a web of mess. Yeah, it's, it's you know what? It mimics my budget at the time. I didn't have one, <laughs> so I'm just spending, 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 and not realizing I'm about to overdraft. Yeah, and you're just you're just you're giving everybody a, a piece of your pot. Yeah, everybody here, get here, a check. Here, here everybody get a piece of the check. Yeah, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh shit, I overdrafted. Like I have maxed out my emotions. Yeah. And you, this is where bottom comes into play. Okay. I hit the bottom of the bottom. Rock fucking bottom. Um, I lived with my pops. I lived in a room in the basement. No I mean, window. like I'm living, this house is, it was very nice. But this room has zero windows. So when I go to bed, it is pitch black. Mm-hmm. When I wake up, it's pitch, it's black. pitch black. You don't know it's when black. you are in a mindset that I was in. You have put your. It's like in the fucking twilight zone when you wake up, because emotionally I am all the way done. So it will mornings I will wake up and log in from my cell phone to work because I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't get out of the bed. Mm-hmm. I'd be in that joint crying, just like what have I done? Why am I like this? Why couldn't I do the right thing? Mm-hmm. I'm blaming myself. This one, one trait that was really bad on a flaw that I had at the time is we are our own worst critics, but I used to beat myself up like I was the worst person in the world. And in these situations that made me feel like that because I have invested so much into them and they've invested into me. And then you- but I'm realizing that they can't get the whole me because I don't even know who I am. Yeah, you've given a piece of you to everybody. I'm giving a, and then, you know, they say people come into your life for a season or whatever, or yeah. a reason, blah, blah, blah. I think all of them played a part. You know, one, you're, you're temporary, you're providing that temporary happiness that I need until I can figure out what I want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of is like, I really care about you. I do love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm showing you that. But I can't give it to you because I still haven't got over my debt. I'm not even out of my fucking marriage. Yeah. I'm doing all of this stuff. And I'm just like, yo, I have no idea what I'm doing. At all. Running reckless. Reckless. And it's, 
it has taken a toll on multiple people, but the one person that has taken on toll on the most is me. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how to get out of this. And it's days that I like, I fell off big time. I, for like a two to three months, I was in the worst place I've ever been in my entire life. I was mean. I was mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mean person. I can be an asshole, but I'm not naturally mean. I'm actually naturally loving all of the above. Mm-hmm. I am super depressed. And on top of all of that, I have a current wife mm-hmm. who technically isn't working. So I'm paying all of the bills mm-hmm. of a house that I don't even live in. Mm-hmm. I mean, and on top of that, making sure Kendall being taken care of. So money coming out. So on top of being depressed, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. So I have no way to find a temporary happiness like you I used to yeah, with the, the retail. retail. Yeah. So like I would try to go do some retail, but then it, I come back and be like, well, I guess I have to eat whatever <laughs> is being cooked in this house today because I have no money. Right. Or I'm going to go get this dollar off the dollar menu. Me and right. McDonald's are best friends. Hate it, McDonald's. I hate it now. Despise it. And I'm going through it. And like a lot of people have no idea what I'm going through. I, my closest friends do. Yeah. Some people But they do. probably still don't know the, 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 the level of, yeah, yeah, of depression I was in. Yeah. The only only few people knew it, specifically my pops. Right. And when I tell you this, me living with my father this whole year changed my life forever. Not only did it change it for the better, but it made he and our relationship a lot stronger. It was like this is the first time I have ever lived with my pops from a teenage 13 until now. Right. You know, I never lived with my father as a teenager, so I never got to experience the cool dad shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Only got to do it when I go visit him. So I got to make up for a lot of lost time. And he was there to help me through all the hard times. Like it was one morning I was sitting at the dining room table and I just lost it. And he sat down with me and he was like, look, he was like, you want to know what this is? He's like, this is rock bottom. Right here. He was like, from this point on, the only way you go is up. He's like, I understand. He's like, it's tough. He was like, you know, I've been there. Mm-hmm. He was like, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. He was like, my advice is you take the high road all the time you can, every time you can. And I tell you this, people, without God, I don't know how I would have done it. Taking the high road against a bitter woman who's been cheated on who scorn, who wants to see you bleed. Yeah, they tell you that's the worst thing in life is a scorn woman. I'm agreeing and doing shit just because I don't want to deal. Yeah. I'm taking the high road, which is very hard to do because I'm strategically petty. Like, but, but we're going to talk about that later because that shows up. Yeah, so we'll again get, with us. Right. So <laughs> And I'm, I'm talking about the the point of him just dealing just to yeah. not have to deal. Right. Yeah. Or so, agreeing not have to, to to not deal. Right. So I'm and I'm like, yo, this is my time to be petty. I can take a shot. And you're like, no. And then I remind myself, like, I hear my pops, high road, high road. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. And I'm talking to my close friends and they just like, dog, we got you. You know, whatever you need, if you want to talk, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I got to vent. You know, and I have some friends who are very neutral. So they'll be like, yeah, I mean, dog, you were stupid ass. Mm-hmm. Like this. But on the other end, look, you can change. There is a way. Yes. That will happen. You will find the end of that tunnel. And I did. 
I saw the, I saw the light. Every day got better. Um, I started going back to CrossFit. I was working out. And I came to the conclusion that the last three years of my life could have been totally different had I decided to say no to two things, moving and not getting married. Yeah. Because I made impulsive decisions that literally changed the entire, my entire life for three years. Yeah. Shit. It's changed well, my your life entire forever. Life. Yeah, your entire life. Because I ultimately am not in the house with my daughter full time. Mm-hmm. You know, it still affects me to this day, but it's easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously technology is a lot better. She don't live far. No. So that's the good part about it. The bad part about it for me is she not in the house with me. Right. You know, and then one day I got to tell her this story, which is good for her because I want her to see who I really was at the time and who I have become. Right. And it, it prepares her for the when it's time to really date or when you think that, you know, you ready to get married. I got all I got all the tidbits for you. <laughs> like I got it all. You know, you're going to run into some dudes that's going to be some dogs. That's part of life. You got to understand what heartbreak is to understand what love really is. Right. So I'm good. Back in back in the game. Back in these streets. But I have no idea what to do. I don't know what dating looks like. I haven't done it the right way. Okay. Because I'm like, you've been out here dating. <laughs> um, because I've been dating people when I shouldn't have been dating them. Right. I was doing it because I'm seeking rather than dealing with all the shit that I need to deal with within myself before I expose the side to me. And I'm also a dad or a divorced father. So I have a child or as people will say, you're bringing baggage. It ain't baggage, but that's what they look at. A it person. A, you're bringing a person in a situation. No, now, I said a person, like a person said that. Right. People well, just, people, well, a person says that you're bringing this baggage yeah. when you have a child. Well, now when I date, I have to date somebody who I believe could possibly get along with my daughter. Right. Now, the one part I didn't like about this journey, you still did not give yourself time. Again, agree. Again. But we didn't even get to that part. Well, I mean, you started a date, but it's like they need to know. Right. So again, I, that's what I just said. I don't, I never gave myself time to heal. Yeah. So shit, I'm dating you and I'm still not completely healed at this time. I mean, no. I, I get further along and now we dating. And now this, all of it, now let's bring it all full circle. <laughs> it's, it's, and this is a cool episode for me because we almost had our first year where we talk about our journey. Yeah. And this is basically the start of our journey. But all the shit I just told or talked about mm-hmm. is all the shit that affected us in our marriage mm-hmm. or our journey in general. I never healed. So I'm dating you mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, she's awesome. But Oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't want to date you. I don't want to do the same thing I did to all these other women before you. Mm-hmm. So I'll run away. I always put, I pushed you away. Yeah. You didn't run away. You were just, I was just standoffish at times. Not standing, but it was like, I knew you when a I, dirt not, bag, but... right, I knew when not to, I wasn't fully invested. Right. Um, 
but I'm not vocalizing this at all. No. There is no like, hey, look, these are my problems. Again, you know why, people? Because I suck at communication. Yeah. I still haven't solved that problem. So on my side, it was basically like, okay, he's a f- effing asshole. Okay. And I'm like, I, you know, my natural reaction is, fuck him. Cut it off. Right. But my friends are like, no, no, he's a nice guy. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't want to deal with this. And shout out to all the friends (laughs) who hold me down to this day. Till this day, Jesus. Because when I tell you, if if I play the lottery, they're going to pick my numbers. Yeah, they're going to pick them. But my thing, and I was just like, you know, like I've said before in, in plenty of episodes, I've always been, I don't have to deal. Right. And he was giving me a whole lot of stuff that I didn't have to deal with. And they was like, you won't be able to get through marriage if you had that attitude. And so it's kind of like the guilt was setting in from them. Like you can't keep cutting people off. You can't keep running from people when they just do one thing you don't like. Like you want to have to go through something. And then so I'm just like, oh, my God. Right. So then go ahead. So I'm dating Raphael Rihanna Jordan. And? And when I tell you, you got to talk. You got to communicate with this woman. She forces it. Like, there's no way around it. And she forced me to start talking. Yeah, because I'm not a mind reader. She just like, I don't read. I can't read your mind. You're going to have to tell me how you feel. Yeah. I don't know. And then she said it on multiple occasions. And then one day it just clicked like, oh, that's what communication is. <laughs> we still struggle ding, ding, a little bit. Ding, but ding, it, ding. It, <laughs> the light bulb went off. The light bulb went yeah. off. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. And it. From that point on, it started making me realize all the things that I needed to work on as an individual to even be the husband that I expect to be. That is, stop spending all damn money. Mm-hmm. Learn how to budget. I mean, I didn't really have the budget because I was always getting that check. Yeah. I didn't care about living check to check because the check came in and it was nice. Yeah. Um, Can't do that now, Jesus. No. Thank God. <laughs> um, I learned how to communicate. I learned how to love again because mm-hmm. I didn't know what that felt like. Um, and I no longer was nervous about not being good enough or pushing you away or not being a better person. This was my, look, man, everybody don't get a second chance at this. And I was like, if I get a second chance, I got to make sure that I'm playing, I'm doing my job in this second chance. And look, we stumble. We look, man. We we still newlyweds. We still go through our share of shit. But I tell you right now, we are. It feel like we've been married twenty years. It sure do. Because we have put in the work (laughs) to make it work. Like our therapist told us, we ten years ahead of average couple of the time of the time we've been married so far. Right. And that's because we've invested in what we believe black marriage should be, or marriage in general. Mm I, I like that. Everybody doesn't, you don't hear a lot of people that want the marriage. They don't want that. You know, they, they bash it. They say like, Oh, this is why you don't get married or this is why divorce so high and blah, blah, blah. Well, divorce is high because y'all selfish and don't nobody want to try to fix shit because they want the easy way out. But whoever said this shit should be easy. This is true. It ain't supposed to be easy. You're supposed to earn it. That's what makes it even better in the end. So when I say I've been earning it, we've been earning it um but i say all of this to say make sure you get your shit together before you decide to emotionally physically financially invest in another individual 
You got to invest in yourself. The baggage that you did come with was not Kendall. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Ralph will tell you, the baggage for me was me. Yes, God. I came with the seven-day suitcase. Yes, he did. I mean, he came with the whole, I didn't come, I didn't whole have a, piece. I ain't had no carry-on. <laughs> no, you did not. Shit. I had to pay $100 for my bags because <laughs> it was over 50 pounds. I mean, um, he came with everything. And, you know, I look back and I I have so much advice. I I could write a book right now. I could literally start writing and I would be writing forever because it's so much shit that people do that they don't realize affects other people, other people. Yeah. Like the basic shit, like I'm emotionally invested in somebody else when I'm still connected to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like it's dumbass. You're married. Why are you talking to all these people? Right. Why don't you just get divorced and then you go get your shit together and then you go date. Right. See, that was my advice to the guy while first trench live. And you were like, well, no, cut, cut all tides first. Yes. Because you're still like for me when I do stuff, just like how at work, you know, you say cover your ass. CYA baby. Cover your ass in life too, because at any point, if you're doing something that could possibly look like something else, you are already messed up. So if you're going through a divorce, get the damn divorce, get the paperwork, get everything before you decide, hey, I want a date. And then once you get the paperwork, how about you make sure that you are all together before you decide to bring somebody into your aura? Let me make sure that emotionally I'm together to give myself to somebody. Let me make sure I'm mentally together to give myself to somebody. Let me make sure I'm financially in a place where I don't have to tell somebody, hey, I can't do this right now because I'm trying to get back on my feet from a divorce. Instead of having you go down all these little paths, just make sure you're wholly together before you say, hey, I think you're attractive. I would like to date you. And blase, blase. All right. And this is advice to give. But I tell you right now, majority of people won't do it. No. Um, because it's easier to get over somebody when you're on top of somebody else. Touche. And a lot of times, I'll be very honest, I was mentally removed from my marriage well before the divorce process even started. So, but the problem wasn't, yes, of course, you're still married. And most women are like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Or I can't date you till you, you, these papers are done. But that isn't the problem. The problem is, is I still haven't gotten my shit together, even right. though I'm mentally removed. You don't have the rest I of still the, the check marks. Healed. Right. I got like a thousand cuts across my body because I haven't taken the time to fully heal from all the bad decisions that I made um, right. over the, like those years. How I started calling him. Uh, I used to call him a damage. Right. A battered man. Battered man. Because little things, the his reaction to it is like somebody who used to get abused. And I'm a cancer too, so that didn't help. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sensitive as hell. And then you call me battered and I'm like. Well, I didn't start calling you battered until your you know, responsibility right. is like, I would, you know, for me, like he said, communication was like the top of my list. So if something bothered me or got on my nerves, I'm like, hey. Okay, I don't like when you do this. And you're like, well, I'm sorry. It's all my fault. And I'm like, what in the world is <laughs> happening? 
And my response to that or like that is because everything that I did in my marriage was my fault. Majority of it. Well, I wouldn't say majority of but it. But maybe that's how you felt. But that's or, how I felt because yeah. when I look back at it, a lot of the decisions that I made affected my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, she'll tell you that she didn't make all the, she probably, she was like, look, you know, we, we were unprepared. Mm-hmm. We didn't follow the proper process. Um, but you know, you can look back on it now and be like, Oh, I know exactly where everything failed or why it failed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that another thing I learned while we dated is not to be defensive when somebody says something that they might not like or something that you should probably think about. Mm-hmm. I used to get super defensive. Yes, God. And I used to always resort to, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I used to always be in my damn. And I used to be like, don't say that because I'm like, what are you sorry for? What are, I don't know. I mean, it's, whatever. I'll fix it. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm like, no, that's not the response I'm looking for. All right. <laughs> so she forced me to stop saying I'm sorry. Yes, please. She, she, basically she made me be accountable. <laughs> she was like, look, dude, like I'm not looking for an apology. I just want you to be it's like, a I man of to, your word. Yeah, I just want to talk about it. Let's I just, talk about right, this. We want to communicate why this is how it is and how do we get better in this space? Yes. But when you're going through it, you're like, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. You're just attacking me. <laughs> attack, attack, attack. <laughs> um, and look, Again, this isn't, this is my journey. I know some people might not like it because they might have been a part of this journey or they might have been one of the individuals within the journey. But it's, it's still your story. It's my story. Yeah. And I want to be able to provide it to people so they can understand that there's always a way to come back. The comeback can be very real if you put in the work. Yeah. Um, I'm 10 times better than what I was before. I'm way more accountable. If I don't do something, I'm like, yeah, I ain't do that shit. Mm-hmm. My bad. Um, way less defensive. Way less defensive. And not only does it help me in my personal life, it's helped me professionally. Mm-hmm. Like it has allowed me to move in a space that I've never been able to before because I'm accountable. I'll take, I'll take the heat. I'll be the one that's sitting in the meeting and be like, yeah, it's my fault. But don't worry, I'll fix that shit. And it'll be done in two weeks. There you go. And it should be done. Because that's me taking the accountability and the responsibility, even if I don't own all of the problem. Right. So this, I just want to say, Lord, I made it. (laughs) This has been a journey like no other. I look back at it now. I'm like, yo, I am so different. This is crazy. I never thought I would ever get to this point. I just knew that I was going to be a gigolo. Forever. Like, I was just going to do my thing, get money off these cougars. Thotting and bopping. All night. Thotting across the country, across the world. Across the world. Thotting and bopping. If I had a child, if I I was just just Kendall, Mm -hmm. and it was, then that's just me and me doing my thing. Yep. I would be doing my thing. I know. All the way. You you was headed that way. Oh, I was all the way headed that way. Mm hmm. Um, Money was getting larger. Mm hmm. And debt would have got larger. (laughs) (laughs) Right with it. Mm. All I'm doing is doing withdrawals. Ain't no deposits happening. None. Everywhere. In the bank account and and, and mentally, emotionally. emotionally, (laughs) Just spinning. Physically, I kind of was, I was good, but I was falling off because the money was good. 
But either way, you was about to crash and burn again. Hey, look, my advice is get your shit together, okay? Yeah. Keep your shit together. Like it's gonna be tough and it's gonna be times where you wanna give up, but you always listen to that voice in the back of your head, like there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, this is the strength that I'm providing you. I want this is God saying, I want to see you I want you to see it through. Mm-hmm. Because once you see it through, it's gonna make you ten times the person you are now. And um, praise Jesus. Do you ever sit back sometimes and think, I could have made that work? Oh, I sit back and think about a lot of things. Could have made it work. Shit, I could be a millionaire right now had I handled <laughs> my money a lot differently. I'm being very honest. I know. But at 27, your boy was good, and I could have just been stacking bread. Yeah. Investing. But, you know, that wasn't my journey. Yeah. God was like, oh, no, no, no. No, <laughs> no you got to learn the hard way. Because <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> my child. <laughs> Tough love is what you require. Yeah. And I mean, I know. So I, when I, 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 be- I, I, no, let me, let me go back. I could have made it work. We could have made it work if we were operating in our terms. I got you. If we operated in what we communicated and agreed upon rather than what other people were pushing on to us. Mm-hmm. I believe it could have worked. She's not a terrible person. Yeah. I you mean, I, even though I'm not, or I wasn't even around for the situations, but Knowing of what I know of her and, of course, knowing you, I think sometimes, like, it could have. But everybody would say that. Because if that was the case, then that's where I would be. But that ain't no, the I'm case. No, I'm not saying that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I can I mean, see. You can see how it worked. Y- yeah. Right. Yeah. You can see it. I mean, it's we were good friends. We were friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it worked. Until, until it every, didn't work. <laughs> everything died. The friendship yeah, I mean, died. The died. marriage died. Everything the decisions we made, the two decisions we decided. I mean, it changed, it changed my life forever. Yeah. You know, so I, I, this is my advice. Make your own decisions. Yeah. Make sure it's the decision you want. Don't do this shit because your parents told you it's the right thing to do. Your parents ain't got shit to do with you and what you got going on in your life. Well, let me, they can't control it. What my daddy always told me. <laughs> He's like, I can give you advice. But you're the only one who lived your life. No doubt. So he was like, I'm not telling you what to do. But if you ask me, I will tell you. But it's still your decision on what you decide. My parents said the same exact thing yeah. in a different way. The same shit. Yeah. You don't have to do it. You can still be a great dad. But you I mean, he said that with everything. With everything you don't I've need, done. They were like, if you're not ready, don't do it. Life, you still young. You got plenty of life. And I still did it. But you know, I got that was your right. I got a ton of lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, I got a beautiful daughter. Um, who's crazy? I was waiting for you to say that. Um, be true to who she is. <laughs> I've reestablished a somewhat of a, a, a relationship with her mother. Yeah, because even for me, when I came into this, what it is now is not what it used to be. Right. Thank I mean, God. we're very cordial. We try to be aligned, and when it comes to co-parenting, we're not gonna always agree, but we respectful. It's not easy. Yeah. I mean, again, because for me, it's not easy because I don't have her more than I, I mean, obviously, just that's just how it happened, mm-hmm. and the system isn't for dads. But you know, it is what it is. You make the best of what you got. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's no restrictions. I get her whenever I want. Mm-hmm. There's never been any restrictions, and I appreciate that. She never held anything that I did within the marriage or to her 
against me as a father. Right. Now, when she was scoring and bitter and pissed off, maybe a little bit. But, you know, who am I to tell somebody that they need to treat me like an equal when, when I just treated you like shit? Right. So, no, it's, now it's your turn to be right, treated like shit. Right, now it's my turn to feel what it's like mm-hmm. to be a pile of shit. So, that's my journey, folks. <laughs> Stay woke. Do you have anything else for me, wife? <laughs> no, I was trying to think of anything because, um, you know, I basically, I know all the stories. I mean, one question may be that people are probably thinking like, well, why did you tell me all of this when we were dating? But I don't think you even know. It was God speaking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Diary of the mouth and go. I mean, when I tell you, I have never in my entire life told another woman about other women. And send pictures. Sent pictures was like, yo, what you think about her? This is was cool. Well, not, was- even, not even that, because well, one, you sent me pictures of the girls you were dating, because um, at the time we weren't dating. Correct. And then you also, in telling me this this story that you just told, um, you sent me pictures of the girl in Atlanta that you were dating, or whatever you want to call it, and you sent me uh, your New York girlfriend. So I could have a picture to go along with the story. The story. <laughs> yeah. Put a face with a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So- but it was weird. I have never done this. And I could sit back and I'm like, that was all God. And it's God like- was like, this will be your your soulmate. So she needs to know all the pieces of shit, douchebag <laughs> shit you've ever done. And this is funny, too, because I guess on my side, preparing me, like, I've always had, like, people... Just tell me their business, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> like, God, stop sending these people. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and so I think it's just like m- me going through that, me having the father that I I have, me going through the stuff that I went through is like, I don't have judgment. So like when people tell me things where, I, you know, the reaction from someone will probably be like judgment or like, oh, my God, like I'm not even mess with you no more because you're like a total like dirtbag or whatever i'm just like okay well you know why did you do those things i'm more curious as to why like in the action why did you do that like how did you feel in the process like how did you feel afterwards did you not feel guilty like just to see where your mind was and not so much of this was right or wrong yeah sometimes i felt like when i was married absolutely i was super guilty Mm -hmm. like but i never showed it in front of the people i'm being guilty with right um, so you because I didn't persona. want to hurt their feelings. Like, oh, now you crying or you upset. We should have never done this. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't really want to hear it at the time. But that's kind of like what you needed to hear. Yeah, I know that, but I didn't care. I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I wanted to be happy. I got tired of being upset or sad. That's why I was seeking elsewhere. So look, man, that is life. Until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow.